bum 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 Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Today, we return to the land of Westeros to be reborn in fire and enter the House of the Dragon on Normies Like Us. The dream was clearer than a memory. I placed my hair upon the Iron Throne and all the dragons roared as one. A woman would not inherit the Iron Throne. The king chose Vermeera. And our line is vulnerable, too easily ended. You heard it up top. We are once again vying for that Iron Throne. That's right. It's a power struggle here on this podcast as we go to war and talk the new Game of the Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon, here on Normies Like Us. Your host um, was one of the names I heard, Crab Meat something. I'm Crab Feeder. Crab Feeder. I'm Colin Feeder. feeder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll be Mike Serious. Yeah, that's yeah. all I got to do for a target. first. Really. Yeah, yeah. My hair's not blonde. I'm more of a Dornish kind of guy. He's Dornish. Mm. Uh, this is uh, Jake Carey's Targaryen. There we go. Yeah, I'll just, just stick with being from Dorne. had to add some extra vowels and some Ys and Ss. There's some Ys in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. You know, technically, you know, I was born in 1988, which, you know... According to Chinese Zodiac, is the year of the dragon. Colin, are you a dragon too? Mm, nope. I'm 1989. I'm a snake. Hey, Jacob, are you I'm a the, snake? I'm the dumb year of the horse, 90. Oh, okay. Oh, Dang. Horse. Yeah, I don't get a cool. I enemy. thought you were a Slytherin too. Worst. You're just the horse. You would be a snake. Yeah. yeah horses don't get treated too well in Game of Thrones traditionally. Uh, but well, House of the Actual are... Dragon, Mike. Yeah, House, House of the, the Dragon. I'm, I'm interested in watching that show too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> not to, I guess not that to. That would be the Dothraki, the horse lords. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who's right. this? And then you're Dorne. You're the snake guy, the viper. Okay. Okay. Normies, we, we are talking, of course, <laughs> Game of Thrones. We have episodes of Game of Thrones. We have watches where we're going through them. We talk about our histories, how we kind of came in. We'll do a quick with that and kind of uh, uh, sum up where we're, we're at with Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, a fan of Game of Thrones, how, how are you feeling about the Thrones these days? You know, I was very excited to watch uh, for this show to come out ever since, like, you know, they announced it, the casting, everything I've been following along ready for it and uh you know i've been missing game of thrones in my life for the last couple of years so i'm excited to have it back yeah and you're How you're you guys you're kind of a book reader as well right like to recap viewers who maybe didn't listen to our earlier game of thrones you're a book reader you're a show watcher yeah. right that's right yeah i've read the books i've read the even the extended lore uh uh, yeah, so compendiums you know, and all that. Yeah, one yeah. time we played yeah, that tabletop game with you, the Game of Thrones one. That was fun. <laughs> That's right. I have a tabletop game. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty into just the world of of Game of Thrones, so I'm very excited to re-enter that world. Nice, nice, nice. That's that's very cool. See, um, if listeners recall, I was the last one on the Thrones bandwagon, mm. so on the other end of the spectrum. Late. Yeah, we're like you guys did a whole episode on like season seven or something. And I had not seen a single episode. Oh. And then when season eight was coming, I just kind of binged everything start to finish. And, you know, we, we know how that show ended, but binge it all for the last season just to get let down. in the end. Yep. Yep. I'm a lost watcher. So I've, I, I know that feeling. 
But yeah. uh, I do like Game of Thrones when it's good. You know, when it's strong, it's really strong. I like fantasy a lot. And uh, so I was cautiously optimistic going into this. But I've never read a book or anything. I'm more of just the show guy and a fantasy guy never in general. Never read a book in your Not life. any book, yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin, how you're, about you, though? You're one of these characters on the show who can't read. You're like uh, a slave, Mike. What do I look um, like, a maester? I can't read <laughs> I look like one of the eunuchs. So <laughs> I, I want to see one of those characters start off. They could probably um, read. My dad liked George R. R. Martin. He did not read this series. I think I talked about this in one of those inaugural episodes. Go back. He was mm-hmm. into like his vampire short stories and books. So we were mm-hmm. like a fever dreams household very dumbly. So <laughs> oh, wow. like, give me sure. that movie adaptation. Um, I like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is really cool. I'm excited to talk more Game of Thrones today. But the main point I guess I would like to point out to our listeners is None of us are claiming to be one of these Reddit people who, after the finale, were like, we're called the unkneeling or the unkneeled or something. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we will never, you know, journey to Westeros again. It has mm. been, you know, permanently ruined, right? Yeah, yeah. No. no. We made our journey back and so did apparently. The free folk. Yeah, free yeah. Folk, yeah. At least 9.9 well, 9 million that, other people uh, did too. You know, Reddit sometimes, they have some good points on there, but I don't... Uh, you know, for me, it's 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 about the journey, not the destination. So even if the destination isn't always the best, I can forgive it. And I really still appreciate, you know, the first four seasons I think are great. And even the first six seasons are pretty good, like mm-hmm. five and six. So yeah. I still stand by it as a worthwhile show to watch, even if the ending lets you down. Yeah, I find it hard to recommend if someone's never seen any of it. But like if you kind of were there, like I think anybody who was there while it was even though I binged the ending, but it's like if you have already seen it, you really appreciate it. But I find it hard to recommend. But I do think there's value in the first four seasons if you're willing to just not have a satisfying conclusion. But the first four yeah. to six are super strong. I agree with you there. And I, f- I feel the same way about Lost, too. Like I could I would recommend the first couple seasons of Lost are really good, too, just by themselves, I think. But not Penny's boat. Own, you know? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you know, I'll say uh, when I was at Comic Con recently, um, in between the walk and stuff, mm-hmm. super tired. You know, you're just like I've said, you're you're in a mall where you just kind of can't stop moving, right? Yep. You're just hours, hours, hours. Mm-hmm. Snuck out for lunch. My brother came too. Got to walk away from the booth he was working. Ran up to our hotel, which happened to be sort of attached to the convention center. Mm-hmm. Threw on the TV. It had HBO on. I'm sure in preparation, they've been marathoning Game of Thrones uh, mm. for the release of this new spinoff. Oh, cool. It was the finale. And it started at the duel between the Hound and whatever you would call the, the monster. Oh, the zombie mountain. Yeah. Mount Vader. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Mount Vader. Yeah. Um, and I got to yeah, say, fan service. tired, mm-hmm. eating lunch. You just watching this fucking epic duel. The whole fucking finale kind of worked for me. So having seen it again wow. recently, I'm kind of not even worried about it. I just liked seeing all the like actors that became stars because of the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And regardless of writing, I mean, the production value like holds up throughout all of those seasons, like the, the sets and the costuming and, and props and all that. Like the, the world yeah. of Westeros is so well realized that even if the writing's some par, you could just kind of get lost in the pageantry of it, you know? And I do appreciate totally. that. I would even say the the production value gets better as the writing quality gets worse, which is the somewhat <laughs> ironic thing about it. Because the first season had the, worst, a you know, had the lowest budget, so it had the you know the that's cheapest sets and costumes. But uh, it, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, overall, yeah, I think looked forward to this more or less, and that's where we're at. Totally. Um, yeah, 
in House of the Dragon. Colin, I'm looking at these notes here, and I see that you have a question for us. Um, and I want to see if you can answer it first. Name a prequel series that works mm. as a spinoff that's a prequel. I, I put what I think the answer is there. I guess we can talk about that at the end. And mm. I'll open it up to, to not even series, I guess, everything. Like, you know, we talked about it. The fucking episode one. Does episode one work? Uh, so you could say Attack of the Clones is a prequel series before some other stuff. Or um, does that whole series the work? The prequel yeah. series to the I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think Let's it leave it. I don't know if there are good ones. And answer well, it at the people, end. How's that? Okay. I was going to say, a lot of people are already saying that Better Call Saul was better than Breaking Bad. So I guess the question is, can this show be better than Game of Thrones? And let's dive into that and see if there's any other prequels that we think are at least worth having at the end of the show. How's that? All right. Well, let's uh, burn on through uh, into the main uh, review of the first episode of House of the Dragon. You know, Dracarys. We're back. We're entering the House of the Dragon. Here on Normies Like Us, again, talking about the new uh, HBO original spinoff of the George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones universe. Now, um, we're here in this majestic little castle hall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, throne room. And, yes. uh, oh, what's this, Jacob? A little scroll has been brought up to me. I'm going to inf- unfurl it. And uh, <laughs> it says, uh, oh, you're kind of going to run through the history of this for us. Mm, yes. Where are I, we? When are we? Who are the main yeah. players? The <laughs> main normie question. When are we? Something I can make it all very. And we have uh, some familiar settings from the other show. But, yeah, so, so yes. put, yeah. us, put us I'll in the I'll sum it all up for you. Please. So, basically, if you remember, in the original show, uh when we first start the, you know, the Barath or King Baratheon is in charge, right? Having overthrown mm-hmm. the Targaryens, uh, you know, 30 years before or whatever. Um, so obviously bef- before that, the Targaryens were in control and they were in control for like 300 years mm-hmm. uh, as King, as the Royal family. So basically this show takes place, uh, I think like 179 years before, the death of the Mad King, which was uh, Daenerys' father, who was killed by Robert Baratheon in the Rebellion. Does that all make sense to you guys? Yep, that all tracks yeah. because yeah. Danny's in exile at this point because her family That's lost right. power. So Baratheon, took, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Targaryens and, are rare uh, by the time we watch the show. This is yes, not so rare. She's the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, three hundred years before that, Aegon the Conqueror is the first Targaryen to cross over the narrow sea from oh, Old Valyria wow. into Westeros with his dragons and conquer all of Westeros, mm-hmm. uh, except for, you know, the North and Dorne, which eventually get conquered as well. But that's a whole other thing. But so basically, if you think about it, there's been 300 years of Targaryen reign. This is about in the middle of it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, halfway between Aegon the Conqueror and the current day of Game of Thrones. Right, right, right. So keeping that in mind... Uh, we have our main players. We have King, uh, what is it? What is his name? King Viserys uh, Targaryen. That, this is the other confusing thing because all hmm. Targaryen names are very similar, right? And they even use re- reuse names sometimes. Elden Ring is very much confusing like that too because George R. Yeah. R. Martin's naming conventions. Yeah, like. Well, it's based on, I mean, the Targaryens 
it's like real no you know royal houses where they'll reuse names like like in England they have Elizabeth and, and Victoria and eight stuff Henrys or, all that yeah yeah Danny's so older like brother Jahiris is also and, a Viserys yeah correct? he's Viserys the second or third I believe so That's they reuse right. names at times Aegon is reused a lot because he was Aegon the Conqueror mm-hmm. but uh, anyways so we have King Viserys he came into reign after his father. Jaehaerys uh, was the old king. He had a long and peaceful reign. Now, now Viserys is king for the last uh, nine years, uh, and you know it's a question of you know his heirs. So we have his daughter, uh, Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen, mm-hmm. right? We sure. have his brother, uh, Daemon Targaryen, Prince Daemon Targaryen. That's I like Marlin Targaryen more, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. Um. His yeah. work on Scary Movie, Mike, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we have Damon. <laughs> sure, sure, Wayans Brothers. Um, yeah, Damon Targaryen played by Matt Smith. We have the daughter, Princess Rhaenyra. Now, here's something I want to clear up because I was a little confused by this. Mm-hmm. So when they were you know, announcing the cast and everything, they said, oh, this actress, Emma Darcy, is going to play Princess Rhaenyra, right? Yeah. Well, in this episode... The actress playing Princess Rainier is not Emma Darcy. It's actually an actress named Millie Alcock, who is basically there's a, going to be a time. That's jump what I'm anticipating. Show. We're dealing yeah. with kind so of a younger. I was younger... very confused. I was looking another so one. Like, What's going on? So yes, there's a time jump in the sh- in the plot of the show, and Princess Rainier and Allison Hightower, her friend, mm-hmm. who is the daughter of uh, the, the Hand of the King, right? Yes, the the lizard. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. yes. We'll talk about it. Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. So those two characters are going to be played by different actresses after the time jump. So Emma Darcy will not be playing her until the time jump. Right now, it's Millie Alcock. And that is the Princess Rhaenyra, the daughter of the king. I don't know any of these actors. So that's very interesting. And I do appreciate you clearing that up because they do look different from the people I saw in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was very confused by that. So I'm glad I... Cleared it up for myself as well. Uh, King Viserys obviously is played by Patty Considine, who <laughs> is an actor that has mainly done like a lot of in- indie movies and like artsy type of movies. He's and done stuff, like so Hot Fuzz choice. and stuff, right? Yeah, he was in Hot so Fuzz. A, a character actor I once remarked to my father, no one has ever said Patty Considine is their favorite actor. <laughs> He's just this guy who is a Probably great stand-in not. kind of Sean Bean-esque, you know, character guy, right? Yeah, he brings a little gravitas to the role. Uh, he's also a writer-director. He made this movie called Tyrannosaur, uh, hmm. which is a really good uh, kind of indie movie. With, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, with Olivia, Olivia Williams. Um, so check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so he's the kind of the, the king. He's kind of a, uh, not the strongest willed character, you might say. Uh, he's kind he's of a, a cuck, you would say. That, those <laughs> are your exact words. Yeah, he's a a but cuck. he really wants a male heir, obviously, because this is dealing a lot with uh, the tradition of you know, royal families naming heirs and usually it being a male. That the, kind patriarchy, of the patriarchy. Yeah, all that. Um, do, yes. And part of the backstory too, Colin, is this we're going to bring up is how like he was chosen as opposed to the heir that would have been the first queen. Right. So like yes. they've already like skipped over a lady who was One next in line. So yeah. After the old King Jaehaerys, which he had a very long reign. So he basically all his heirs died before he did. So there was kind of a crisis in the royalty where they're like, who are we going to name? It was between, 
Viserys and his aunt, which is the old lady that's married to, uh, uh, what's no, but it's, her name's Cor- like Renera Corliss Valerian. What's Lord that? Corliss Valerian. Valerian. Oh, I'm sorry, you that's were struggling with that name. The bringer Jacob, of the tides. Yeah. That's the guy with the Rose white dreads, right? In yeah. the show. The bringer yes. of the tides, of course. She's married to him, yep. So she was the, the queen that never was, or whatever they call her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something like that. They all have titles. That you could lose your tongue for that. Careful. Now, now here's what I wanted to know. Here's yeah. what yes. I was going to ask now, Jacob. Now, that we're into the TV show territory. This is you the plot we're setting up. To mm-hmm. us, the plot of this uh, pilot. And spoilers to, yeah. for all of Game of Thrones listeners. You know, not even just this. But um, that book behind you, is this based on something? Yes. Is this so if the you're plot listening, of that? Well, if you're listening, uh, I have the world of ice and fire here. It's a giant kind of compendium of background information that George R. R. Martin wrote. He also wrote something called Fire and Blood, which is another kind of lore book that basically deals extensively with the plot of this show, which is the Dance of the Dragons, uh, which was like the biggest conflict before Game of Thrones happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of ways, it is like the pre the Star Wars prequels where it's setting up like or it's or it's like the uh, the Harry Potter thing, right? With uh, Grindelwald being like the biggest thing to ever. Come oh out yeah, Voldemort, you know, mm-hmm. this is like the bi- this started the biggest war before the big war that happened. But do you think we're going to get straight translated from text? Like we're going to see word to screen? Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, I would, there's, there's not dialogue. That's the difference. Is like it's not a ah. novel in the traditional sense. It's more just like a history telling. So it's dirty like you can on it a bunch. It's yeah. like the other RR. You know, writer J.R. Tolkien, he would have these like compendiums. It's like, here's a bunch of dates and successors and events vaguely, but it's not like right. scenes. But, um, and, but I the think- thing is, the, the writers of the show are working very closely with George R. R. Martin, at least at this point, which well, is after the Benioff and Weiss debacle. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to stick to it. On the original show where he was involved early on. And the more the show went on, they kind of were like, shut him out of the process. Uh, now he's very involved and he's giving, a, I'm sure, a lot of expanded information to them as well. A lot of people were qu- quick to point out when the series did fall off that it was because Benioff and Weiss ran out of source material and then that's when things got weaker. So it would behoove right. HBO to like stick as closely as possible. But that led me into an issue as someone who hasn't read this stuff. You know, you just kind of broke down the relationships between the key players because that's what this episode is doing. It's setting up who's next in line for succession, who wants power, yeah. right? And then I'm like, all right, so who is this person? Is she the daughter? Like, who's this best friend character? Right. And then you look it up, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but you look it up and you're like, oh, this is this character, and she does X thing or becomes X right. person's oh, wife. Really? And then you're like, if you look well, at, what like, the fuck? I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, if look, if, even if you look at like, yeah. family trees, it'll spoil certain things that are already being foreshadowed in the show. And um, it's, it's a little I'll frustrating. Go, you know, I'll yeah. try not to go into that too much. Um, but essentially, yeah, you have King Viserys. He wants an, a male heir very badly, right? His yep. wife has given birth to one daughter. That's Princess Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. And then has had a lot of like stillbirths and, uh, you know, accidents where the it, it didn't go right in pregnancy, which happened stuff, a lot yeah. in kind of medieval times. Obviously, medicine wasn't sophisticated, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's like desperate for, for a male heir. Um, right now, his brother, Damon, Matt Smith, is the heir presumptive in case there is no male heir, right? Mm-hmm. That's generally right. how it would... Yeah. Let's so talk about out. the Matt Smith we, at all, right? We talked about a cuck. Let's talk about the opposite <laughs> a side cock. of that. Let's talk about it. 
Sorry. <laughs> oh, Mike, that's so good. <laughs> the now, cock and the cock. That's the king in this co- Cocky Matt Damon here. Matt, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt, Matt Smith. Fortune favors the brave. Did you guys morbid time it? I never saw morbid. I've never morbed once. Absolutely have not. And, and you guys are not Doctor Who guys. Nope. Well, I was back in the day in the early 2000s, like the Christopher Eccleston era and the David Tennant era. I mm, did watch. Right. That's like 15 years ago at this point, which is crazy. Right. About. Uh, there's been like four doctors since then, but I kind of tuned out after the tenant area. So mm-hmm. I never really got into the Matt Smith era. But I will tell you, um, now you might say, okay, Matt Smith, he's kind of a weird choice. When I they announced the, the casting, I actually thought it was a good choice because I watched this show on Netflix called The Queen. Right. Oh, this is a show that Gambit. I no, I watched that with Chess. I remember <laughs> the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the Queen, which follows, which right, I, right, it's right. a show I kind of hate watch because I kind of hate the uh, British royal family. But oh, right, that, it's that I, one. Yes. I watch it. It's it's it, it's a show that kind of it's a his, historical telling of uh, Queen Elizabeth's reign from when she is enthroned in, you know after world war after II the abdication and, and everything yeah 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 so her uncle abdicated then her father died of cancer and then she became queen at like 30 or something which so weirdly I mean. is similar political and even though it's real life like that succession oh, right. laws and like even exactly, the king just yeah. being like fuck this who's gonna here. take over but yeah so matt smith right. in that show who but, does he play again yeah so so that show it goes through the whole era so there's three different casts playing the young characters then the middle-aged characters and the old characters mm-hmm. The young characters. So, Matt Smith played Prince Philip, which is was uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband, a notorious asshole, like mm-hmm. like a really kind of a dickhead kind of guy. But what's great is he plays him as like a very unlikable kind of like basically everything wrong mm-hmm. with like the British aristocracy. You know, he's very entitled and like racist and and doesn't you know, want to raise his children and shit. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of an asshole. Um, but Matt Smith was so good at playing that role that I immediately was like, oh, who else to play a entitled royal kind of asshole, you know? And mm-hmm. that's kind of what his character has been set up so far in this first episode, right? Yeah, he yeah, also absolutely. also looks like he, uh, you know, could be the product of, you know, some inbreeding perhaps. Oh, my perhaps gosh, a yeah. generations of it. Oh, <laughs> I sure, just thought yeah. he looked so goofy with the wig, but, but I watched this episode twice, actually. Because I watched it once on a second screen. It was like, I don't know how I really feel about it. And I don't know who the characters are. Like, I still couldn't wrap my head around who is related to who. What is. So I had right. to watch it a second time to really dial that in. And sure. I think you're right. Like, if he's supposed to be the entitled asshole, like, I'm already hating him. So so good on them. I think he's actually making it work. I, I do think the wig's a little goofy. But, yeah, maybe that's inbreeding. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean... Yeah, I wish the wig blended a little better because it does look a little strange, but that's kind of the Targaryen's look as they all have like this platinum blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, um, you got to do it. Is he ripped in Morbius? He's he's very yoked oh, out Morbius. for this role. No, I think yeah, probably got ripped in Morbius. There, yeah, because yeah, he gets powers in, in this first episode. It's get, a, it's yeah. a very Henry Cavill like. Uh, oh, you yeah, see his dick dog. I swear, yeah, I wanted Henry Cavill's in this. The but, yeah. swing with the cloth where she says, "What troubles you, my lord?" I was like, "That's a dick, yo." <laughs> yeah, we got one. They, they delivered yeah. on what you want with Game of Thrones. You know, the first thing you see is a dragon, and then you get some some TNA and, and D. You know that. You know what? Real quick, let's hold it there because. This is the House of the Dragon, which is shortened H O T D. So people have been just calling this now Hot D, and uh, we got the Hot D in this. So yeah, there Matt you go, Smith's hot, D. hot D. So yeah, now think, every uh, week I'm going to be watching Hot D. 
I love hot there D. Yeah, yeah. But I think Matt Smith, yeah, he got ripped for this role, it seems like. Or Morbius. He's, kind of, he's playing the younger brother of the king, so he's kind of an asshole. He, he, he feels like he's entitled to be the heir. Uh, he's like the he's, captain he's, of the guard, and he slaughters all the criminals and like cuts a dude's dick off or yeah, balls off on crime yeah yeah, yeah. so he's a little uh, tough we see he's like a good fighter he's a good jouster um, not the best though he's capable no, he but a little he thinks more of himself than maybe he's actually capable of yeah, yeah yeah but i think you know game of thrones obviously it's known for its kind of complex characters where everyone's kind of a shade of gray right so I, I think he's he's going to be sort of a villain, but not to the extent of like Joffrey or something like that, where he's just like completely. I think he's going to be more the Jamie Lannister of this show, where he's like very complex and you don't like him at first, but maybe you grow to like him or maybe not. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Jamie starts off yeah. really entitled and kind of like a dickhead and then he, he kind of grows on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of right. where Damon's starting a, a little bit. I, I see that. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I dig it. I think it's going to be fine. But yeah, they definitely set him up. Um he wants to be on the throne. And then as we talk through the episode, we'll see, does he get chosen or not? Um, yes. that's, we we're setting up the, the conflict for the whole series, basically, in this episode. Yes. So we see all the different people kind of whispering in the king's ear, like, this person should be, you know, it's the Game of Thrones. You know, everyone's trying to be on the throne, right? You win or you die. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it asks chaos is question. a ladder, dude. <laughs> chaos is a ladder. <laughs> Would you put your sibling in charge over your spawn, essentially? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Because, yeah, essentially, so I guess what the big deal is, the wife is pregnant, the queen, you know, and he's hoping that it's a boy. So they throw this big tournament, you know, like, oh, she's going to go into labor during the tournament. I know it's going to be a son. It's going to be awesome. Everyone's going to go wild, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, they're like, oh, I have my son today, right? But, you know, there's a complication with the birth, you know, to where he he does end up having a son, but they're forced to do a cesarean. And then neither the wife nor the son survives. So the question is, who is your successor, your brother or your daughter? And that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. And in the history of Westeros, there's never been a queen Targaryen. Just a queen who never was. Right. Yes. Uh, So it's 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 not. But it's not against like the rules, but it's, it's just like, unprecedented, unheard of in, in tradition. Yeah. Hey, so if, he, the, if the maester tells me that, like, giving her more milk of the poppy might be dangerous, I'm still going to be like, give her the fucking milk of the poppy. <laughs> like, I'm the well, fucking that's king. The, I understand. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the morally gray situation that the king finds himself in. Right. Is that he has to choose between saving his wife's life. Or possibly, you know, getting a son, choosing the baby, and he chooses the the son, but then the son dies anyway. So it's just like, damn, you really screwed up, guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and it's yeah, kind of commenting on, you know, like you said, the patriarchy mm-hmm. in that, you know, in that era. Obviously, it's based on like medieval Renaissance or not pre Renaissance, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Europe, uh, where this kind of thing would happen, right? Yeah, his daughter. In these early scenes, has set herself up as being a very pure Targaryen. She's a dragon rider, right? Mm-hmm. She's got that capacity. Cyrax. She's interested in the ongoings of court, and um, you know, she's just sort of regal mannered. She she sits in on the council meetings, pours the drinks or whatever. Obviously, a worthy heir, but like you guys are saying, misogyny is just so overwhelming. It's just absolutely yes. not even an option. Well, with Princess Rhaenyra, yeah, she's a. She's a pure blood Targaryen, which again that means that she's essentially one hundred percent the product of Targaryen incest. Uh, mm-hmm. 
meaning that you know because basically the the targaryens right. would just marry their sisters and cousins for for generations which lannisters so. were about that too you know what i mean that's royal well, that's what uh family. cersei and jamie would argue is like well the targaryens did it we should be allowed to do it but it's frowned upon unless it's the should, that's right allowed. yeah 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 so, but that's, that's very much I'm not arguing. Secret. that's yeah. very akin to the middle ages succession you know like that's yeah how they would do it the, king, the royal family was allowed to do it but not you other noble house no 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 um but as you can see, you know, Princess Rhaenyra, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, romance maybe between her and her uncle, Damon, or they may be foreshadowing something like that. Oh, is that what's going on there? Oh, you didn't pick that up? I'm not no. picking up the romance on romance. that. He gives her the necklace and everything? I Well, he's yes. saying now we're both connected to our ancestors because I have Valerian steel in my sword and now your necklace. I got you a gift because you're my favorite niece. That's how I read it. But yeah, it's I haven't read the book. I, I don't know. I don't want to hey, spoil Jacob. too much. I'm just saying what I, what's sort of being foreshadowed. It what? seems to me like Damon's more interested in his, like, um, I don't want to be, like, demeaning, but the brothel lady. He has that girlfriend, his yeah. paramour. Like, he's taken yeah. her with him. Yeah, he end. seems to confide in, too. I, yeah. I wanted to ask about the necklace, though, real quick. Jacob, what is, because we loved Valerian steel so much, why is it not just called Targaryen steel? What is Valerian again? Well, because it's from Valyria, which is where the Targaryens came from. It's a, it's in. There was a scourge Essos. that happened. They had to yeah, bail. The doom of Valyria. That guy is, and then again, that guy is a conqueror. You're saying he's the Hannibal of this world. He just Aegon spread the out. Yeah. Just... So the Targaryens were a a noble house in in old Valyria. There was other noble houses in but just the some made up country left before the doom. So everyone else died. They well, saw a dream that said, "We need to get the fuck out of here." It's basically right? yeah. It's like. Um, they saw Westeros was basically run by savages, which was the the Northmen, basically to the them. First men. Uh, yes, to them. What they we have savages. nukes. Yeah, like we have, yeah, we have dragons. We can conquer anywhere we want. They so are like, British. Exactly. Exactly. Colonialism. Well, also they're kind of like the Romans. <laughs> now conquering, kiss me, cousin. Yeah, the, the, uh, the totally. British Isles, right back mm-hmm. when, you know, Hadrian's Wall and all that. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's true. So, well, if you look at it, if you look at the continent of Westeros and just flip it, it's literally the British Isles. So. Oh, there you go. Um, right. It's very much based on that. George R. Yes. Martin's a hack fraud. Noted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. But yeah, so a lot of these themes are playing in. But yeah, so the Valerian yeah. Steel, were like they could only make it there, I guess. And so it's really yes, hard it to get now. by dragon fire. So in the Game of Thrones era, it's basically a, a metal that doesn't exist anymore because you can't make it without dragon fire but no, in no this era it's just very rare we can still make more of it because obviously dragons are still a thing will that necklace give her any sort of advantage <laughs> like uh killing white walkers does in the <laughs> actual show uh i don't know i don't know interesting don't know. but his whole sword out. he's got what's the sword's name like the silent sister or the blood sucker yeah. oh, d- the dark, dark sister, sister. Dark sister. That's, 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 that's a that's a big thing in Game of Thrones is naming your weapons, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, Ned Stark had the Valyrian steel sword ice, which was a, a great sword. And then turned into um, two swords later for the Lannisters. Right. Very wild. But uh, yeah, so so I, regardless, so that's like him and his niece. They're going to be the two who are, who's going to get power. Um, and at a certain yes, point, well, Viserys just says, I'm going to name my daughter, which is unheard of. And I guess the night before, Damon, after like the queen died and the baby, he's partying it up in the brothel. Yeah. And the king finds out. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? You were celebrating Yo, your that kid. And the king yeah. was like, basically, so all the kings, you know, his his small council, they're all telling him, fuck Damon. Like, he's he's too 
arrogant, irrational. He's a, he's a shit ass for the Reservoir yeah, Dog fans, exactly. the Reservation Dog fans. Then he um, releases a diss track entitled Air for a Day. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you could be an air for one day, that song's going around TikTok right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. But it's interesting because we see Princess Rhaenyra. Basically, we see her and Damon's relationship, whatever it may be. Uh, she kind of has a change of opinion when she finds out what he said about her mom, which is the queen that died, right? Mm-hmm. So. Definitely foreshadowing some things there. Uh, but basically, so the king is like, what the fuck? I, I, you know, I defended you. You're my brother. Like all my aides are telling me not to, you know, not to trust you. And I'm out here defending you and you, you do that. And did so you says, literally say air for a day? Did you say that, that like, you know, hey, did yeah. you call me a cuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Um, so we see. So he gets banished he says, or sent, sent somewhere else. Yeah, right? he gets banished. Well, so he's married to a, uh, a lady of the veil of house Aaron, which if you remember from Mm -hmm. another place in game of Thrones, uh, so he's supposed to be in the, in the veil, like being with his wife and stuff, but he doesn't really want to do that because, you know, obviously in game of Thrones, marriages are made for political alignments and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he really looks his, down on the people, the veil. He says, Oh, they're a bunch of sheep fuckers and the sheep look better yeah. than the women. Like he, he makes it clear. He has no interest in hanging out there, you no, know, but no. he says, go back Those to the, are veil. the mountains, right? Yeah, that's the one with the castle that like you drop people through the hole in the, the moon door. Oh yeah, yeah. never moon forget door. it, dog. The greatest yeah. name of all time. The most defensible castle in all of Game of Thrones. It has a single road. Exactly. You could that's never correct. take the veil, and that was its legend, right? Yeah, and you could only get there by climbing up the mountain with mm-hmm. goats and stuff. But uh, <laughs> which looked better than the Damon. women, according to Damon? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's great. Um, so he's you know he's here in in. Uh, King's Landing, the city, and so his brother's like, well, okay, go uh, you know, be commander of the city watch, just so you have something to do. And so he takes the city watch and turns them into like a very strict uh, law enforcement group that's cutting off, like you said, hands and dicks and things. So He radicalizes them into the Proud Boys. <laughs> oh, Basically, yeah. He's got the fa- his fascist military troops, which uh, hopefully that won't come, come in handy later or something. <laughs> so, <but laughs> here's, here's what you're saying. And, um, as we're getting through the plot, just to just to kind of give my feeling overall of the of the pilot yeah. as well. Um, you're talking about like, oh, here's this setup of like, you know, this very obvious setup of this bad guy leading the military of this town. I wonder where that's going to go. Oh, this woman keeps talking about this baby she's going to have. What about this? Uh, and then I didn't pick up on the love stuff, but sure, you saying that I can see that now. Well, the, the- pilot. Well, yeah, just the point I'm making of the, mm-hmm. the pilot of Game of Thrones, every moment of that from the opening beheading to a little boy being pushed out of the tower, mm-hmm. I felt like I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm. Pilot of House of the Dragon felt very kind of beat for beat to me of, yes, I see what you're doing. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. And I think it's, you know, the pilot has a very hard job of like setting up all these characters, their relationships, what's going on in the world, like it's kind of a hard job to set all that up in one episode. Um, so I'm going to give it some time. Game like, of Thrones was, does it well though, dog game of Thrones does it well. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give it some more time. I'm very optimistic after that first episode of where it's going. And I think, I don't know. It's hard for me as someone who knows certain things about the plot. And this was true with game of Thrones. Also, like it's hard for me to know the experience of someone seeing this plot for the first time, essentially. Whereas I, so it's hard to know for me what, 
kind of a normie audience would think of something like this. You know what I mean? So let us know on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, what you, you guys yeah. say. Um, but you know, as kind of the normie, yeah. Like I, I agree with Colin. I see like where it's going because, you know, he is captain of the watch, but then at the end they're like, fuck off out of here, brother Damon. Like you go where you're fucking supposed to be because you're, you piss me off, right? Like whatever. Yeah. So then he takes his, his paramour from the brothel. They fly out on, uh, cataracts or whatever the fuck his dragon's called um right and so he's he's gonna be like amassing forces and power i guess to make his play maybe it'll be with the daughter like maybe with his niece if he's gonna do incest weird shit or some other thing but then, yeah yeah so i can see that there's well, some stuff at play and there's a spoiler i'm not gonna say that i got when i was looking up who are these characters and i'm like Oh, that's so fucking obvious now that I know that. So it's a little bit of both where I have a little bit more information than I'm supposed to. And I'm like, okay, now I completely see where it's going. Is it? Can I I make a guess? Can I hazard a guess what it is? Hazard a guess. Is it that that little girl is going to start dating the dad, right? That now that that okay, mom yes, this is, is what dad. I wanted to talk about, actually. So mm. that's so light spoilers for did. for expanded Game of Thrones well, universe. Well, if you haven't seen, seen it's the for, pilot. It's yeah. foreshadowed, right? So there's yeah. Let me talk about the the high towers. Right? My so lord, here's a gift for you. Yeah. The 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 hand of the king is Sir Otto Hightower, played by. Sir Rise Otto Octavius, or mm-hmm. however you say his name, Rise Iffins. Re- Risa fans, uh, sure. who you just mm-hmm. know from everything. I mean, truly, just a, a great Welsh character actor. Yes. Lizard, now, his yeah. daughter is Alison Hightower, and that is the friend of Princess Rhaenyra. They're, they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. And from, from what I know, those are the two characters after the time jump that will be played by different actresses. So they're going to age them up, essentially. Right now, they're like teenagers in the time jump, they'll be like in their late twenties or something. Yeah. Which um, mean Patty Considine in the first shot of this is the same. It then jumps 10 years right. forward and then it's going to jump like and 10 Matt's more years. He's too, like, still me. But Matt wasn't in that first flash. Oh, right. Yeah. But, uh, and so obviously you're like, Oh, this high tower guy, he seems kind of okay. Uh, and then he's like, Oh, my daughter, why don't you go comfort the King? Uh, so and was that spoilers for expanded to- universe, everybody? Yes. Yeah. I was looking up who is Hightower? Who is she related to? Why is she in the castle? Like, why is she friends mm-hmm. with the princess? And it's like, oh, she's, she's a noble. Yeah, she's of a noble house. She's of, So it's like the if, most if, homely woman in all it's of like the kingdom. If Arya was hanging out with one of the Baratheon kids, if they had him, you know, like, oh, you're yeah. the, the hands kid. Right. So you can hang out right. in the court. So then, yeah, I saw that it's like, oh, later the fucking next wife of. King Viserys. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, I, uh, but I but think that's, that's very well. He's planting that yeah. by yeah, saying, read, go read him a book yeah. comfort. You know, it makes sense. He's making a and play because everyone's shitting yeah. on him all the time. Anyway, he's, he's playing with his little models. First of all, which yeah. you guys like to be, I love that. And be like, Oh, I just, Oh, well, yeah, he's making course, the, he's got his train <laughs> set. He's, he's got like, his toy train. Exactly. He's making the models for the intro song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Incredible. But yeah, you see, cause like the hand of the King, having watched this twice now, like Damon's yeah. always shitting on him. He's like, hey, your your wife just died, didn't he? You bim, right? It's like, oh, shit. Like right. everyone's shitting on this guy, even though he's the hand of yeah. the king. So he's making his subtle play, okay. I see now. I'm so am glad I could so feel he's that. Being more, I see the three uh, factions. Yeah he's, yeah, he's being more subtle about it, more little finger. But this yes. was kind of commonplace where where lords would would set up their daughters with different, an age difference. Obviously, it was all political. factor into it at all yep. in that time period. No, um, no, no. 
where they're like, oh, go, you're going to marry the king so that our, our house will have more power and influence in this world. Mm-hmm. What does what does the mom Targaryen say to what's her name Regarina? Is that who our lead girl is? That's uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, but New mom, the mom says the women's battlefield is the bedroom. Yeah, she says, yeah, this is yes. where you're going to have to chill. Yeah, because in this medieval society, the men's jobs was to go out and fight wars and do all that stuff. The women's job was essentially to produce heirs for for the family line to continue the family line, mm-hmm. and so that's what they put the emphasis on. Uh, for women, basically, you're you're there to just have kids, basically, and that and the queen is essentially saying like I'm sick of this. Like I've had so many stillbirths and stuff because our medicine isn't you know is shit, basically. Like they're mm-hmm. doing, they're like leeching us and stuff. Give me more um, of that milk of the poppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was their essential job, basically. No, yeah, and it's so obviously the the drama comes with what portion of the old heads, let's say, are not going to uh, honor the decision of Viserys, you know, to choose his daughter to reign. Like, what percentage of people are just going to be like, no, fuck that. We're going to plot behind your back. Or is right. he so going to change people... his mind and say, you know what? Fuck that. I got a new wife and you're out. And then she's pissed. Or is Damon exactly. just going to say, fuck all this? And, you know, so this is where we're starting to put the, the players we're on the board. seeing the different factions coming yeah. together. And so with Alison Hightower, so if we know that she's going to marry, you know, King Viserys, she's I'm sure a that'll strain their relationship. Woman, yeah, who's to right. say that he couldn't have still have a male heir at this point? Um, and, and in the extended also, trailers, they do hint at like, oh, now now they start beefing, and oh, she will get in my way. Like, there's cryptic lines that we see in the later trailers that yeah, kind of hint at where we're going to go. Yeah, we see are really good friends to start this, right? But maybe that. They just, she just wants to get on a dragon and fly across the seas with her and adventure and hang out and have a girl's trip. Like, that's what she yeah. says in the in this. Well, you know? I also thought we also see her like, tutoring her. So we know she's smart. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and there seemed to be some romantic uh, stuff between them, too, as well, where it's like, could be. just pick up on that either? I don't know that I You're just seeing, ro- in Game of Thrones, I guess, romance can be literally <laughs> it's, anywhere. <laughs> it's on the table. As yeah. much as I'm seeing people where I'm like, which one of you is going to get your head chopped off? Yeah, it's all on the no, table. No, in the yeah. scenes that they're, they're, you know, the early on scenes when they're hanging out, they just seem very close. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's BFFs. But, you know, um, there's going to be tension added into kind of all these relationships and leverage. And, you know, is blood thicker than water? Like all this stuff is going to be challenged here going forward. But I I think that's kind of the main plot of the the first episode is, you know, the king gets an heir, uh, his wife dies, and then so does the heir. And then now. Yeah. And we see the child, the childbirth scene is kind of. uh, Intercut with the jousting. Did you guys like that kind of thing? Very. uh, (laughs) Yeah, very, very on the nose. Birth and death, the <laughs> sure, cycle sure, of yeah. which. Um, I like the jousting scenes. I think they were creatively shot. They felt pretty visceral, you know? Like, I like when Matt Smith yeah. gets taken off his horse and he's sliding along the Grimes railing before rail. he falls off. Yeah. yeah. Mike, since our beloved A Knight's Hawks Tale. <laughs> not as good as A Knight's Tale. But. Not as good, but since our beloved movie, I have not seen the little fist on the, the tip of the lance. I, I love seeing that thing. Oh, yeah. and Jacob, yeah. I wanted to point this out to you. The thing that I liked the most in this entire episode, because I love fantasy stuff, I love when it just, you know, you whole hog embrace that shit. I swear to God, I had a Lego kit growing up that was his dragon armor that he wears in that full badass. For sure. Yeah. And this is what I really like about this is that the costumes and the production value 
it's like if Game of Thrones season one had that level, which it didn't because it was still more of an unheard of show. They didn't have the budget for it yet. And but there's the a way, couple of sets you can reuse too. You yeah, know. and they had jousting, if you remember, in the first season with the mountain, cuts his horse in half and everything. And that was done well at the time, but this is just much, you know, better choreography, fight choreography, better costuming and stuff. But the way the suits of armor and stuff would be described in the books with the noble houses where it'd be like a whole ass dragon helmet. Yeah. You know? The high towers helmet is a, like yeah. a, it's a, a rampart tower, castle, yeah. a tower. Yeah. And, like, they really, and I don't think that game of Thrones ever really captured the extravagance of certain, certain things that are described in the books. They wanted to have like a more realistic kind of look where I think this show is going a little more all out with the costumes. And I really, the I really gilded like age. Yes. Especially for like the highest, highest upper class. Like, like the police have the gold cloaks, you know, this is Rome at the peak of its decadence, you know, everything with the, the Targaryen is supposed to be so over the top extravagant. And it's like the, you know, the contrast between the extreme poverty of most people in the city versus the, you know, the extravagance of the royal. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even to look at, you know, Damon picks his first opponent and it's, uh, the high tower son. So it's the hand of the King's son. He's He's basically like, fuck you. Right. right? But even the high towers armor while fancier than the average knight, is like leagues below Damon's. Like even the next richest family is only so rich. Yeah. Yeah. How the class system works in game of Thrones is there's noble houses like anyone with a last name, you're probably from a noble house. And then the peasants, they're just called, you know, whatever. You're born on Dirt Street. You know, you're nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Targaryens. Flea bottom. Yeah. But the Targaryens, they say, oh, they're closer to gods than other men. So they're yeah. the whole class above other royal houses. Er, exactly. Houses, and to you know see that I mean? illustrated in the costuming is really nice. And then you have that lowly Dornish uh, random knight who gets the better of Matt Smith's Damon. Yeah, and he yield. Cole sir right sir Kristen. Cole. yeah cool so I, I like that guy a lot we'll see what happens with that i didn't see any spoilers a, on him but yeah there's a lot of characters that we haven't even met yet i think it's going to get expanded a lot i think oh the can i shout out with, uh yeah, go ahead. dougal mckenzie from outlander um, oh yeah that guy i, I love that guy dougal it's McKenzie. um I forgot his name. He's oh, the, Graham McTavish. The, the, the Graham is McTavish. He the, yeah, the Kingsguard guy. I'm a fan of I Graham McTavish. Yeah. Preacher. He plays the uh, the bad guy in Preacher. Yeah, he's kind of like the the ward of Rhaenerys, right? Kind of makes sure she's all right. Her bodyguard. Yeah. Well, so she's a, he's a, he's the Lord Commander of the Knight of the of the Kingsguard, which is the White Cloaks. If you remember, that's what Jamie Lannister was in Game of Thrones. Okay. Rhaenys. Yes. So he's wearing his white armor at one point. Yeah, um, but I'm always happy to see him. Yeah. Protect the royal protect family. Rhaenyra, yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. I think so, the big difference with Game of Thrones is that this is a lot narrower in scope, whereas Game of Thrones, the, the King's Landing stuff is one part of it, but then you also had the North, you had Daenerys over in the East, you had all these different parts going on where this is much more focused just on the Targaryen family stuff. Does uh, that worry you, or is that the hope oh, that maybe think, if it's more defined? I think it'll be interesting i don't know if it'll be better or worse but i think it has maybe an easier job of adapting this story because the scope of the game of thrones story is just so broad um so this is very much martin is yeah well the trailer they say the only thing that could destroy the house of the dragon is itself right so this is very much the internal conflict of kind of one core family instead of all the moving pieces that were in game of thrones you know yeah we have baratheon stark said all that in uh interviews and stuff like 
oh, they it should have gone, you know, several more seasons, Game of Thrones, just to wrap everything up. And they rushed it. That was the big problem. They rushed the ending, right? Benioff mm-hmm. rushed it. This one, they didn't don't know, know how many ending. seasons it'll be. Yeah, that's the other problem. Too, yeah, at least this is done. This one, yeah, this, again, this is a lot like the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, I think, where um, it's this kind of... <laughs> it's a prequel uh oh, whoa. it's telling this whole conflict <laughs> that we know how it ends basically it's um, it only has to own up to like three offhand comments you know it doesn't there's there's not too much that it can mess up otherwise yeah and i'm actually surprised that they mentioned the whole basically white walkers coming and everything in this right it really has nothing i to had do with a dream <laughs> yeah, yeah jesus I guess they just throw that in for some some fan service, I guess. But it's really kind of inconsequential to what's going on now. Since it's I thought they were talking about the threat from years. the north just being the Starks and Bran the Broken. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. going to take over. Yeah, <laughs> Bran the Broken. Well, so in the history of Westeros, basically Aegon came over, said, "I have dragons. So better kneel down to me." The Starks in the north were like, "Fuck that! We're not going to be part of your kingdom." Uh, and for a long time, they couldn't conquer the north because it's more kind of. I you see know, a lot of a lot of land and stuff it's like, like a song of ice and fire. Land. Yeah, but they resisted for a long time. Eventually they knelt and then Dorne never actually knelt to the Targaryens, which is the sandy kingdom in the south. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck uh, you guys. They never. Where, uh, Bashir reigned. Yes. Bashir was the king. Alexander the Fittig. And that's why he was allowed to be called prince instead of lord, because Dorne never officially kneeled. They only entered the kingdom through marriage eventually. Mm. Um, that's why it's Prince Dorne Martel and Prince Oberyn Martel, Pedro Pascal, uh, instead of lords, because they were out, they weren't allowed to be called kings, but they could be called princes instead of lords. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't fact for you. realize that. That is a fun fact. Yeah. But yeah, this is narrower in scope, but that doesn't mean like, you know, uh, we're not going to see other kingdoms or factions from the Vale or the adjacent areas aligning with, say, Damon. Or who does the Hand know? I mean, we, we, we've met Baratheons yeah. in the tournament. You know, we, right. we've met yes. Dornish people in the tournament. Baratheons, so, as we know, will eventually rebel against the Targaryens. Eventually take over. Them. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, good. It, it just, the whole thing. There's just a lot. Of, you can go into it to say, yeah, that we could see a lot more of that diversity we're used to. Like, we don't have to expect we're only going to be King's Landing focused for the whole show. I think it can get wider as we go forward. And I would hope to yeah, see Yeah, and that. they even mention the free cities in, in Essos, too, a little bit, where they're talking about that and kind of like background dialogue. Um, that's like Bravos and you know where Arya goes in Game of Thrones for a while. And oh, the faceless. A whole other continent. Oh, I hope yeah. we see some faceless people. Now, I, this on. must so be rough all... for you knowing everything, but yeah, Colin, go ahead. Well, we're talking story, 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 story. So you know the big mythos of it all. Let's focus on the TV showness of it mm-hmm. and say um, this premiere episode. Did yes, ten times the live viewing numbers of the Euphoria finale, which previously mm. was one of the highest things HBO had. So this did ten times that. This Incredible. was a it had ten million huge viewers. success. So that means Euphoria had one million, I guess. I believe so. Wow, that's interesting. I have some numbers for you. So ten million people tuned in yesterday to watch this show live, um, mm-hmm. the or, or one, to whatever effect. Yeah, yeah. The season one. Uh, pilot of Game of Thrones, I think was like two million. Okay, uh, that's still respectable. And then the but the highest, I think, the first episode of season eight of Game of Thrones, like seventeen million. Wow! So wow. people were just so hyped about Game of Thrones. So the fact that it's still getting ten million just on 
the promise of another Game of Thrones show. That's pretty good, I think. Especially after getting yes. burned quite literally. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> By the finale. Now, let's but let's continue on that. So yes. let's say coming off of the weakness of what the brand is going through. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but normie listeners, if you're savvy to what's going on at Warner Brothers, um, Warner Discovery. Brothers Discovery now, mm-hmm. uh, that is important to take into this equation too. And for me to point out that it's estimated over $20 million per episode is the cost of this show. It's going to have yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What do we, you know, the the numbers so far, that seems like a success to me. Obviously, they'll be chasing that 17. I could see them reaching that, but not until something like a finale. And then that's, yeah. I don't know. If it gains the popularity of Game of Thrones had in its prime, which I don't know if it will, being sort of an offshoot. But uh, keep in mind, just aside from that, they made another pilot with Naomi Watts in it, you know, Blood Moon. That never aired for thirty million dollars. You remember my campaign wow. released the Blood Moon cut. Of course, I'm pushing hard. Yeah. We got to get that pilot out, guys. They made a thirty million dollar pilot and then just scrapped it. So, well, now they've done a ninety million dollar movie and scrapped it. So, yeah, but that well, was even it, before all this nonsense. But the right. thing is, yeah, the thing is, Game of Thrones not going to be one of those shows that's cut because they obviously. I, put a lot of money into these i would agree with that and when david zaslov this new president or warner brothers gives those uh, shareholder meetings and he says the strengths of wb are you know and he lists out like the dc comics oh i had personal phone calls with jk rawlings we're gonna make so much more whizzing world stuff and of course everybody loves the phenomenon known as game of thrones you're mm-hmm. going well he is highlighting that amongst those for a reason yeah, I mean, it's it's one of their flagship, you know, franchises. I mean, it, they they were pretty prevalent in the uh, crowd of Space Jam too, which which shows <laughs> they were really right. about it. Um, Arya's in multiverse. Rings, but can you think of anything that's bigger fantasy wise other than oh. LOTR? No. Nothing. Well, that's the thing is that when Game of Thrones ended, everyone's like, "Oh, what's the new Game of Thrones going to be? What's the new Game of Thrones?" Different places tried it, you know, called Witcher, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Witcher was all right, but didn't really live up to everything that the Game of Thrones can do. You know, Wheel of Time. Wheel blah, of blah, Time blah. on Amazon. Yeah, no and way. There's a couple Power, Netflix maybe. knockoff ones, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it turns out the new Game of Thrones was just another Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> the Game of Thrones we met along the way. You're well, right then we on. have now uh, the other RR author, you know, the... Uh, Lord of the Rings show is coming soon right. too, so it's like, how is that? Because yeah. that, so he specifically be, said, "I want Game of Thrones on Amazon Prime." Yeah, I feel like this is going to be the the battle of Marvel the four R's, DC of the fantasy world now, where it's going right. to be like, what's better, Game of Thrones, Rings of Power? They're com- directly competing now. But, Amazon but, versus HBO. Discovery. But can I it's say the, it's the uh, it's the WWF versus WCW. The Monday Night Wars are back, yeah. baby. Raw versus <laughs> the, SmackDown. The power Raw versus of Nitro. the Game of Thrones of it all is their icon- iconography. You know, Lord of the Rings is very like universal fantasy. fantasy. Game of Thrones is very specific iconography where it's like. Your Valerian blade. We're gonna treat it like you getting a fucking you know lightsaber. Or, you know, these characteristics that this house has, it's not just like elves with pointy ears. It's like, no, no, no. Like this means something because of this. I I think it's so it's it's very 
edible. You know, it's it's something that just like the common person can eat up. I think that's the yeah. strength of Game of Thrones. It feels less well, for, nerdy because it's more grounded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For me, it's always and of course I love Lord of the Rings movies, uh, Peter Jackson and all that. Um, for me, Lord of the Rings has always felt like very much like a mythology. Like this is something that like, like it's an ancient telling of a, a story or something, but it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like real life. Game of Thrones yes. to me feels like real people in a medieval fantasy setting, but they're re- even like with real dragons people living real lives. It's even with the dragons more yeah, realistically. The dragons are just like essentially a different kind of animal. So it's not yes. like they're doing, you know, not, they're not talking or like doing magic no, spells no, no. or anything. Yeah. We literally have immortal beings in Lord of the Rings, you know. Yeah. So, but I yeah. believe Jacob, didn't you famously say on our Lord of the Rings episode that the difference between these two properties is that they can say fuck, and you would never have an elf <laughs> say fuck in the universe of Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah. And well, also, people Lord of the can Rings was fuck. Written, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lord of the Rings was written in a time where fuck wasn't really used in right. daily conversation i feel like george R. R. yeah I, well, they're not gonna say arse or anything that's what grounded yeah. fantasy is versus mm. high fantasy right? well they're not gonna yeah. describe sex scenes or like a, a failed tolkien's uh, not fascinated yeah. in that you know that's not yeah. even, even if fuck was a thing he wouldn't use it in his book because oh, that's not the no. kind of thing he's writing yeah but uh, this pure think, world mm-hmm. but i think also game of thrones kinds of get kind of got a bad reputation of like Oh, they just throw in so many sex scenes and stuff, which I think the show was guilty of at times where it's like, hmm. oh, why? What is this sex scene? Like, what does this really need to be in here other than for just to put it in there? Like that was sensitive sens- like, or whatever you call yeah, it. In the books, every sex scene or description of anything sexual related is always to drive either the plot or to inform you about a character in some way. Someone's so gaining always, information through pillow talk or something yeah. about the way they're interacting is setting you their mental state instead of just, yeah. Sure. yeah. Like he wasn't just throwing in random sex scenes. Just, George R.R. R. Martin is a master of the boudoir experience. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like that. But the I think, I think game this, of, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, it has dirt on. It has dirt. I be... can't, I can't stop stepping <laughs> on your lines, bro. I'm sorry. Duel, duel each other. You're going. Okay. Let your blades. Um, I was just going to say, like, I think this show is going to be kind of more sensitive to that aspect of, like, not just being needlessly exploit- exploitative. Like, it did oh, seem yeah, dialed back a here. a lot less rape. Yeah. 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 And even the sex scenes. Yeah. It's, it's a little more tame. Uh, but I like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It has dirt under its fingernails uh, kind of fantasy. Yeah. I also look right. at it as I was thinking today, why does it have such a mass appeal? Because Lord of the Rings is still kind of nerdy. But Game of Thrones mm-hmm. can be cool. And then it, it hit me that it's just kind of like this low fantasy soap opera that's got something for everybody. It's got yeah. the action and like cool badass dude stuff. But then it also has like this romance and intrigue. But then it also has the mean girls yeah. or mean boys. Like, yeah. And a lot of it is know. just like talking. Like even in Game, yeah. in Game of Thrones, like there wasn't a lot of action until like the last couple episodes of the season, usually right? With, like, mm-hmm. kind of the climax of the season. It was a lot more walk and talk type stuff. Very I would much argue. Is, yeah. Soap opera. The, the draw is the swords and the blowjobs guys. Like truly it's that for some people. I, yeah. I think for 75% of people, but if I could just throw out something with, you know, George R. R. Martin versus J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm. he's actually said something in an interview that, that I was reading today. That was interesting where George R. R. Martin was like, I really like Tolkien, but I have like a quibble with him where he basically hit Tolkien would just write like, Oh, Aragorn. And then Aragorn became King 
reigned for a hundred years and everything was good. Um, George R. R. Martin would be like, well, what's his like tax policy? What's his, um, you know, yes. like, what's he going to have the city watch do? Like he wants to get into specifics. Like of, How yeah, did he of, have a like, hundred years of good rule? What were his policies? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He so made his brother head of the, the city watch, obviously. <laughs> right. You know he was a racist. <laughs> he made Faramir start cutting people's hands off for yeah. robbing. Yeah. I want to see that show. Uh, I think that's a, a debate we're going to be having if we start looking into Rings of Power is like, which of these fantasy worlds, you know, is, is better, yeah. so to speak. Like, that's going to happen among nerds, I think, the comparison, because they are directly competing now. But that's kind of what I'm expecting with Rings of Power is it's going to be more of like a mythology where there's like you know beings that live hundreds of years are doing things it's much more of a grand thing rather than the daily lives of like people just toiling away in the city which is kind of how i think of game of thrones right not to be too much on rings of power before we get out of here and give our final thoughts and talk about other prequels um like the thought of like if you have elves that live hundreds of years right and then you also have them working alongside kingdoms of men to do that with like a game of thrones thing you would have to have the same elf characters alongside three generations of human characters sure. like the hundred years of targaryen yeah. reign you would need yeah, to have that the wouldn't same. work right it's a little well, different lives even like aragorn is like 80 as a numenor descendant he yeah, can live right. 200 years but yeah everyone it's, it's, lives super and then he goes into the stars but yeah uh, Mike, Ring of Power is your show. This is Jacob's show. Mine <laughs> yeah. is that uh, Chris We're Pine Dungeons and Dragons movie. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm right in the middle of you guys. We I'm need the Dungeons and Dragons show, that. honestly. Yeah. It would be best served uh, as a show. A weekly be adventures. Served. Come on. All right. Well, I say let's, uh, let's get out of here and get our final thoughts, maybe, on uh, the first episode of... Uh, Hot D. House of the Dragon. Hot D. Hot D. <laughs> Great after this. I have so much more I could say, but I won't. Well, it's like, yeah, well, if you, you know what the plot is. Because, like, I was just like, looking yeah. at a family tree, I'm sure I could figure out, okay, here's who wins. So that's kind of a, a weakness of the show, that's right? That's true, too. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see who the next king is in the history of Game of Thrones. And just put it together, right? So, yeah. you know, we're back, but that's kind of the danger with this oh. show being a prequel, right? You know, I figured that's a good place to come in because if you start yeah. looking stuff up, you might open yourself up to spoiling the entire plot of this. So Even when I said that thing, you know, about Damon and Rhaenyra, maybe there being something romantic, I thought that was kind of obvious in the what I was picking up in the show, but mm-hmm. like I'm using what I know about it to inform what I'm watching. Well, that's so part of why I was looking stuff up because I'm like, wait, are they brother and sister? Or is that his... Like, I didn't understand the familial relationship right, to anybody really. at all. So so now, like, okay, I, I kind of get what you're saying. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation to be in. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're final thoughts on the, the House of the Dragon. On House of Pancakes. Yes, yes, yes. I hop. Hot I hot. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon with the House of Pancakes. House. Yes, yes, that's yes. That's what yes. this is called. Enter the Dragon with a plate of pancakes. I love it. <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Lee in, the- <laughs> in this show, Mike, would be amazing. Right, right. He would, he would be the uh, more like the Viper archetype. I could see him in some armor. You're going crazy. But um, uh, final thoughts on this, you know, first episode. Uh, we, we might not be doing, we're not going to do every episode weekly, but maybe we'll touch in on a whatcha and maybe a finale thing. We'll, we'll see where we're at. But I think we're, yeah. at least I'm excited to continue watching it. We have 10 weeks of this, so... 
10 million's no joke for that first thing. I remember I saw a TikTok where this like entire apartment building, all of their TVs were flashing in sync because right. like 80% Sun of the building was watching okay, it. That, first of all, that's amazing. But also Incredible. that must mean that they all had cable. Because if it was yeah, on streaming, you're how would you all you wouldn't all start streaming at the same time? Well you time, texted so me at six been... and said it was live and they could have all just been like, go. They right? could all just and crash the, the app. Time. But it, yeah. it could imply cable. I'm with you there. Here was my experience. Jacob texted us early on Sunday because this will give my final thoughts on House of Pan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Not as good as Denny's. (laughs) Not as good as Denny's. Uh, Jacob texted us in our little group chat and was like, yo, it's live. I was like, oh, shit. And Jacob said he was going to watch the rehearsal finale first. (laughs) But getting that that early on a Sunday where I was like, I feel good. My chores are done. Fucking sun's still up. Jacob just said this show thing that I have to watch for this podcast is live. I know it's going to take an hour. I've still got time to get that done, play some video games, maybe watch a movie, fucking wrap up this Sunday night. I was in such a good mood putting it on. There you go. And honestly, when it ended, I couldn't remember anything that happened. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. So my question to you, Mike, is with this second viewing, like – is that the key? And when you're doing that, like, are you grabbing on to a character where you're like, well, this is the storyline I'm excited to follow? Because I just had none of that watching this the first time. Yeah. So, again, after the first watching, it was a lot like you where I'm like, like, you know, it's what dressed happened? up. Like, like, literally, I was like, I didn't look at my phone. Like, no. I watched it. It ended and I was like, OK, I, what happened in it? No, no. Keep this going. Mike. A- keep going. Mike. Yeah. 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 It, it was it was hard for me to keep track because again the names are similar and it's 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 the you're introduced it's like when you go to a party and you meet twenty people yeah I don't fucking ever remember anybody's name a lot of hands yeah yeah so I'm so I'm already kind of bad at that so so it was a lot to take in the second viewing after doing like research it did hit more now I'm keying on the players that maybe I didn't even realize but, were players but someone you're excited for like literally a storyline from that pilot where you're like well okay at least I know I've got that character yeah I want to know what that Dornish dude does because he beat fucking Damon <laughs> I do he's like he's a common born and he not. beat Damon no he is I like that that's guy that's not your person maybe he's watch. just handsome it, that's great oh, this, yeah. is, this is interesting yeah. to me because yeah, again please. my perspective is skewed by someone who knows a lot of the details already that man's knowledge yeah um, I, but I've had this phenomenon before with like Witcher season one. I, the yes. second time I watched that whole season, it made so much more sense to me because I could follow, I could be like, oh, who's this person? Saying that. what time period is this? Um, at least this all takes place in mostly one time period, I guess, with the exception of the mm. first scene. But, um, <laughs> I think, and a time jump, but yeah, I thought this actually did a pretty good job of like explaining who everyone is in a way that made sense. But again, maybe that's just because I know things already. Um, but I thought they did, did a good job of like throwing in dialogue of like, Oh, that's your, you know, you're my daughter or you're my uncle or whatever. But you get like one line of that. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't so worried about the lay of the land. Cause again, I kind of feel like everything they were setting down. I was like, yeah, this is the vibe you're putting off. I completely right. like I'm with you, but I agree. It, it, it's just the excitement. I agree, Colin. There's not characters to latch on to like a Jon Snow 
or an Arya. Like, there's not characters like that yet where you're immediately like, whoa, this is an interesting character. I want or to see like what Jamie happens. and Cersei and immediately pushing a kid out a window. Like, I'm intrigued, like Colin yes. said. So Jamie comes out hot. And I remember yeah. him. Even if you hate him, you're like, ah. Oh. But with Damon, you're kind of like, no, I get it. Like, yeah. no, I yeah. know what you're doing. I get it. So yep. right now, you have essentially have Damon. You have yeah. Rhaenyra. You're like, oh, this could be interesting. She's kind of like the new Daenerys, I guess. Um, I agree. It's it's going to take a little more. And again, I think it's the narrower scope of just focusing on this the Targaryens rather than the shifting point of views of Game of Thrones where it's jumping all around different well, locations and, and different storylines. I, I will say, Jacob, narratively, super bold and risky for you to do your entire pilot with what I assume are the lead character that's not going to be that actress for the rest of the series. Like, that's also, that's like, very, very confusing. Yeah, that's interesting to me. And I guess I can... I can tell you when the time jump happens. Is, is that too much of a spoiler to is say? It, is it going to be late in the season? I, if it's, it's not be, by the next episode, there's not a lot for me to invest in someone who I'm like, you're not even going to be this character the whole time. Well, <laughs> that's what's interesting. And I'm very excited to see how this plays out, I guess, because I did like this actress, Millie Alcock, who's playing uh, Rhaenyra. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is interesting. So the time jump happens exactly halfway through the season. Five episodes. That's so we get five episodes huh. with her five episodes with the older actress and Alice okay. as well. So I'm not sure how that'll work, but I'm interested to find out, I guess. That mm. other chick's a big actress. The one who's going to play the high tower girl. What's her name? Yeah. Olivia cook Olivia or whatever. Cook. Yeah. She's from, she did the ready player one movie. Oh, wow. Mm. And yeah, that's she just was wild in... to be like, I'm not in the whole game of Thrones thing. So no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to say what, but I, I also looked up um, Damon's paramour. And like that character is played by uh, the woman from Ex Machina, who plays the uh, Japanese robot lady who stabs. Mm-hmm. So that's her. But like I learned about that character, yeah. and I'm like, well, I know spoilers for that. But you know, I, I just wanted to shout well, out an Ex yeah. Machina actor whenever I can. She's great. Yeah, she's Devs. kind of the the Shay. Whereas you remember Tyrion had his his paramour Shay, but they couldn't get married because it would be against the kind of mores of society right. to marry a. a lady of the night or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Damon had um, also expressed like, I don't care about my wife back in the veil. So he'd rather spend time with this lady. So he's bringing her back to the veil. It's like, if I got a dip, right. you're coming with me. But uh, I, I guess can't for, wait to see the wife. Yeah. But for my, that's going to be interesting, especially if she's like striking and Damon's just like a shithead about it. But um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it's going. I don't think it was as strong of a first episode. And I guess I'm intrigued by half before and half after. Um, yeah. And, well, and I, I, that's it. Yeah. Mike, I what if the wife is played by lamb chop? What if it is an actual sheep? Oh, <laughs> if it's actually a sheep, bro, that's like the I most told Game you, of Thrones thing you could do. <laughs> no one believes them. Yeah. I think so. Moon door. Of Game of Thrones. I remember it took a few episodes for me to get into it and I okay. wasn't fully into it until episode five, which was the jousting episode in Game of, in Game of Thrones, right? With the mountain yeah. and everything. And I was able to binge that. So, yeah, this is my first time watching weekly, like from a yeah. fresh kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. You binged you all already Game watched of the pilot, guys. It's so good. It's crazy yeah. good. Mm. But again, it has so much more to draw from being adapted. Like the first season is very close to a Game of Thrones, the novel, the first book in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it has a very striking opening book. There it is. Uh, opening. Uh, chapter even with um, Ned Stark cutting off that guy's head right at the beginning and all that stuff. Um, 
I think this is going to be a little slower to get into, but I think it's going to be rewarding if you do get into it, I hope. So, um, and I think, I guess my biggest weakness, like you said, some of these um, characters, they're kind of stock or like, you know where they're going. Like, and I'm, I'm interested to see if they twist that in some way. So it's not just very stock fantasy type characters. Like even with the, the um, little finger and who was the Varys, like, just them yeah. talking, it could be like, I have no idea what you guys are actually going to do. Like, they're yes. both being so deceitful and double talking. And he, like this, it's like, I know that you're going to make this it's, play. It's yeah. definitely not on that. I can read yet, the defense think, uh, easier in this show, let's say. Yeah. But I get, again, I think the pilot has a hard job of setting everything up. And hopefully they're, they're able to kind of make things more subtle or more complex as the season goes on. I give them an A for effort. Think- yeah. Yeah. People forget this weird period of must-see TV where it was like, we watch Walking Dead live every week because yeah. any of my favorite characters could die. Mm. You're like, oh. And then I remember my dad reading a entertainment magazine, you know, when I was home from college or whatever. And he was like, look at this article. Look at this article. It's for the show called Game of Thrones. It's kind of like Walking Dead where like, anybody can die doesn't even matter how big the actor is and i was like whoa right. that's crazy mm. and you know jacob you saying these networks chasing that it's i mean that really kind of was the legacy or like the effect was this weird soap opera-esque shows where like any character you loved could go and then you would just jump on the internet or tumblr twitter or whatever and react that was the big thing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to recapture that now. Well, I think the plot of A Song of Ice and Fire was just so well suited to be adapted into a show like this. You had the big events. You had Ned Stark dying at the end of book one, which was a perfect climax to season one. You have the Red Wedding. You have yeah. these huge events where it's like, oh, that's going to be must, must-see must TV. I don't know if this show will have anything on that level of like, oh, shit, you know? Right. And we've also just become more used to this kind of story. So it's like, oh, we can kind of see things coming better now. Imitators yeah. included, right? All the shows that tried to do it worsely. Like we kind of remember yeah. that in our subconscious. So right. Um, so, hopefully they can capture lightning in a bottle because I want good Game of Thrones content. You know, I want Hot yeah. D to be hot, dude. I think it's almost it's you good. would almost just to kind of recapture this lightning that I'm saying of these deaths every week. You would almost need the effect of that show, The Last Man on Earth. You know that Will are the mm. Will Forte show yeah. where a random celebrity just joins every right. episode. You you almost need a show that like pulls that move off now, right? Right. Mm. And Lord of the Rings can't kill anybody because like oh well, Galadriel exists in no. the Peter Jackson movies. She's yeah. not going to die. Elrond's not going to die. Sauron's not going to like die. You know whatever. Right. So we'll see. Well, this you can again. You can read this book. The world of ice and fire. You can see, oh, that person's not going to die. That person's not going to die. You, you know but, what I'm going to do, Jacob? I'm going to adapt that cooking book he made. <laughs> I'm going to sell that to HBO. I'm going to bring George R. R. Martin on. He'll be as involved as the fans want him to be. George, yeah. how does this fucking pie look, you big fat fucking? This character is a tomato. Well, Will he survive <laughs> this recipe? No. Nope. If you read the books, that's another thing that he loves to do is describe. Yeah. Oh, food yeah. at feasts. And the stuff. food at the party was so good. Yeah, ten pages <laughs> on it. I wonder why. That's what I love. But that's what people love in the. I've been way six. Yeah. I've been way into cooking, so I'm I'm here yeah. for it. Um, yeah, dog. But uh, 
the other thing about the just to wrap up the whole next Game of Thrones thing, the other funny thing about that was I think the closest thing to the politics. Uh, of Game of Thrones was actually Succession. I was just say, don't say Succession, but you you're right. have made that on HBO. Before, yes. So they had the next the next uh, uh, Game of Thrones right there, and so. that's kind of one of those must see where anything can happen, right? Not to the point of like characters like murdering each other Beheaded. with swords, but it's <laughs> essentially Who knows? the backstabbing in a modern just as much incest. Sort of. I hope, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Westworld really tried, right? Westworld went off the rails so it soon, just yeah though. it just like, it that was the issue season. one one and a half yeah. good seasons but it, yeah so we'll see um, I want to note that Rings of Power directly made to compete with this type of stuff September second which is a Friday mm-hmm. so they don't have the guts to go toe to toe on Sunday but we'll be having from September second on at least eight Two weeks of fantasy. Friday and wow, Sunday big fantasy. And and That's here's crazy. here's the thing Two I do actually now. want to wrap up with. Two weeks I from appreciate Friday. you saying that, Mike. Um, because even for me saying all this, this is my little Sunday show now. I don't have anything else to watch Well, it's on cool. Sunday. You can watch it at 6 p.m. and then I'm play more video games. To watch <laughs> Fucking Mike, I'll probably next time play the video game while I watch it because maybe now I'm not as invested, unfortunately. But yeah, so what? And, I'll, and when I'll Last of Us comes it. out next year, that'll be a Sunday show, hopefully. Hell yeah. It's crazy to think Walking Dead, we watched that for so long. But a lot of those seasons, we were just like, man, this is so bad now. Why are we still watching? (laughs) Last Comic-Con story I will ever tell. Hmm. I swear to God on this podcast. Um, The elevators were all Walking Dead themed. And each Hmm. one had two or three characters on them for the last season. You know, that was advertising. That you didn't recognize? Well, just, (laughs) buddy, every there were nine elevators total. All of them were different ones. So think about that. That many characters, they would open up and then you'd see like a zombie thing. But otherwise, when they were closed, you'd see those characters. My brother and I, we recognized two people, dog. I was like, oh, that's Daryl and Carol. And then I was like, yeah, I don't know who the rest of these are. The only two remaining uh, actors from the first season. Can you imagine? We should do an episode where we watch like the finale and just try to no like context describe i have it. seen it more recently than you guys because i you watched, watched like to the rick disappearing 10. yeah but that you was even after the rick disappearing yeah but was that even like a season ago are you like one for That's one like behind two still seasons ago but it's still following some My of the same character like rick's daughter is like a big character now which i watched three baby. episodes well, on an airplane a season nine or something and that was yeah. it recently. that was the rick season mm, yeah when rick was about to leave yeah wow yeah I don't know. We need to get Daryl on the Game of Thrones show. Put him in some armor. Let him do anything else. Just give him a crossbow. Give him a a medieval motorcycle. There were all those rumors forever. (laughs) And a crossbow. Would have a Westeros world. Do you guys remember that? Oh, really? Yeah. They should have done like Samurai World, like Westeros World. The original like spinoff. Well, that's in season two or three. They go to Samurai World. That's in one of them. Yeah, because they have Hiroyuki Sonata, I think, in there. I yeah. stopped watching before that. Who should Aaron be in Paul's Westeros? on that show, I guess. No. Sh- all right, let's drop it. HBO let's drop shows, it. we don't watch you. Let's drop. Sorry, Aaron let's Paul. Let's House of the Dragons. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate it, of course. As we said halfway through this podcast, if you are reading these books, if you have these thoughts and opinions on this pilot, let us know. Hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us on all social media. And, of course, check out our YouTube page as well. Yes, and as uh, I mentioned at the top, we're 
going to mention uh, a prequel that I think works because uh, mm. unlike Benioff and Weiss, I deliver on my promises. Mm. Uh, <laughs> an episode that's doing very well. Thanks to you guys. Pray. I think Pray is a great prequel that wow. uh, expands on the universe of the original in a nothing go. but positive way. So there you go. And yes. thanks for wa- checking that out and checking this out, Normies. Well, Colin, let me ask you this really quick. Hmm. Um, we mentioned Better Call Saul. Some people saying it surpassed Breaking Bad. You watched all Better Call Saul, right? I watched yes the finale. No? I Do you think it's better? Balled my Breaking eyes Bad? out. I watched Breaking Bad in quarantine, so I had had uh, a fresh mm, viewing recent, and did yeah. El Camino. Oh wow! And okay. then because I was so did everything. Where am I Bad. on on uh, Better Call Saul? I rewatched all of Better Call Saul too. So nice. I wow. like fully had the run through. That's what uh, I need to do because I'm like a couple seasons behind on Better Call Saul and never got back into it. So I need to like rewatch e- e- it all. I thought I could do the thing of, oh, Netflix has the third one. I think the fourth is airing or the fifth is. I'll jump in here. It's impossible, Jacob. You have to start mm. over. Well, I've seen everything yeah. with his brother, like yeah. his brother, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But Go I back. Maybe start Redo. after that. Yeah. Is it I, better? I say better than I say better. I've heard that a lot, so maybe I'll have to do the rewatches too. Wow. There, you Bob heard Odenkirk. it first here, Normies. Some of the best prequel content. Hey, right. I'm in Westeros. It's me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. You're Look, I don't want to sit on the Iron Throne. It's too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a medieval lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be this this show's little little finger or something. Yeah. Just arranging marriages and shit <laughs> for political power. <laughs> uh, all right, watch it. Uh, well, thank you, Normies. We have been your hosts. Um, this is Colin Crabmasher of the House of the Dragon. Uh, what was the story? Even I came up. Why did who told the crab? Because of his story? interesting ways of dealing with prisoners. The crab feeder okay. feeds the them crab. the crab. Creative ways, <laughs> okay. I guess. Sure. But yeah, okay. there once was a house in Westeros ruled by Targaryens. It's been the ruin of many another clan. But God, I know I'm not one because I'm Mike Serious of the House of the Dragon. <laughs> What a dirty wow. lyric at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a limerick? Uh, yeah. This is Jakari's Cobcarian. All right. Jakaris. Jakaris. Fire and Blood. Signing off. Signing off. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools. That was a House of the Rising Sun reference. Oh, there <laughs> was a house in Westeros. Oh, man, yeah. Ruled by Boy, the Targaryen. Please put that in. <laughs> it's oh, what a reveal. <laughs> a ruin. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe it. That's great. Of old Valeria. That was a yeah. great one, guys. Yeah, that was good.